Milner. Can he tee up someone in red? And he goes towards Lundgren. Hello and welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I am back from my week off. And with me today is Logan. Must be nice to take a week off, Jordan. Uh, you know, we were kind of holding the ship up while uh, it was slowly sinking. As you know, it wasn't even really like a day off, too. I had to record the baseball one like that. <laughs> with you. But it was like, uh, you know, I got home kind of late from work and it was a it was a day. Um, and, and Matt was available and we wanted to get Matt on because he's not available this week. Um, so it felt, it felt right, you know, and yeah. we do just want to congratulate Matt because he yeah, is do. now newly engaged. So congratulations, Matt and Rachel. Um, we can't congratulate Nuno though, as he is <laughs> fired from Spurs. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about potential replacements. Um, yeah, but before we get into that, just, you know, you did not get engaged this week, but how no. was your week, Logan? That was great. I actually got to see Matt get engaged, so that was fun. Um, yeah, you were there. Yeah, we live really close to each other. We're getting ready to live even closer to each other, so we might be able to do some live um, <laughs> uh, stoppage time appearances with each other. But no, it's uh, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Rachel is a great person, and I'm glad that Matt found somebody that he can spend the rest of his life with. It was it was cute. It was uh, he, he got down on one knee and asked the question if Liverpool was better than United, and she said absolutely it is. Um, <laughs> and that's really that's all that's important. Um, that's all so, talk. Right. So it, and naturally they just you know the, the ring was already placed and everything else. But no, it was it was great to see that, and uh, I don't know. It was it was a lot of fun talking to him about everything and. Uh, catching up with him because now he's not here anymore. And the band will be back together next week. Though. He's not dead. All right. No, he's so not like, dead. He, no. he is. Uh, he is here. He's no, he not is, with us. He's right in now. Disneyland, so he is celebrating his engagement and the happiest place on earth. So pretty, pretty magical. Yeah, that's and that's where I got engaged. So it's like right. a, it's like a theme, circle, I guess. Huh? You know, yeah. yeah. Time is a flat circle. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's get to some of these. Um, Let's get to some of these games, I guess. Um, we started the weekend with a Arsenal victory. Oh, Fat Mob changed everything. This is confusing. Okay. <laughs> uh, Arsenal beat Leicester City 2-0. Uh, five minutes in, uh, Gabrielle scores. And then 18 minutes in, Emil Smith-Rowe scores to make it 2-0. And that's how it ended. And, you know, Leicester's in, I don't know. I don't want to say free fall, but they are... Um, not doing uh, so well this season. They're in 11th, which is, I guess, respectable. But after being in, like, top five, top four fights the last two or three seasons, 
and winning the FA Cup. It's a little bit of a downer, but they're actually only three points away from fifth. So it is also not like DEFCON one. What is it goes lower, right? Yeah. For worse. So yeah. it's not like DEFCON one right now. They're like DEFCON five, I think. But uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, this Arsenal team is getting hot, but what, you know, um, and also the way that um, maybe Leicester has been lately. Well, I was going to say Arsenal, um, looking at the last five, they haven't lost in the last five. They've gotten three wins, picked up nine points, and then the two draws. So it's 11 points in their last five games, which is, you know, it, that's really important for Arsenal. I think getting into the momentum and, and honestly, if you're Arsenal, you're looking at this table and thinking that you can compete with Man United and West Ham and maybe potentially fighting for a spot, uh, as crazy as it sounds, uh, maybe in Champions League. So I think that you know, with Arsenal, I think you've got to look at the different, uh, you know, aspects of the team and, and wonder, you know, I'm. <laughs> it's really tough to speak to Arsenal because they just don't change enough to, to really be like, oh, well, they're going to change and make it into a top four position. So right there in the sixth spot, um, I'd say is, is pretty accurate for how well their season's gone and maybe can sneak up there if these other two teams start struggling. But more to the Leicester side, I think it's interesting because I think you're getting into a point where – I think change times are times are a change in at Leicester. I think that you're going to have a, a number of things happen. I think you've got Madison, who's garnered attention from different teams in the top tiers of the leagues. Um, I know that he's had a lot of attention there. I know that Vardy is starting to get to a point where he can't play every match, and you know the health has always been a concern with him. Um, I know they've had some issues defensively and not getting anybody healthy. Um, January is not going to be a huge window where you can go out and buy massive. Uh, you know, to make these massive signings to get some defensive players. But I think that, you know, getting some of these players back, getting healthy uh, is a big thing for Leicester. But I think you also have to look at the fact that Brendan Rodgers is constantly being thrown in with the Manchester United rumors. Pep even Pep came out a couple weeks ago and said that he'd be a great replacement for him should the city job become available. Uh, you've got a lot of teams, I think, that are going to be looking around for managers. Tottenham currently looking for a manager. Everton, you know, depending on how well they do in the next couple of years, they might be looking for somebody. So, again, you've got a lot of uh, jockeying for position. Arsenal, depending on Arteta, um, it, it'll be very interesting. Newcastle looking for managers. It's, it's going to be a manager search. And right now, Brendan Rodgers is, I think, one of the top two or three guys when you look at the list. Um, and I think that's another thing that has caused Luster to kind of fall down is the inconsistency of not having a manager being completely present. You don't think he's completely present with it? No, I don't think so. I, I think as much as he can be, like obviously he's not going to give up. But I don't. I yeah, don't know. I just I, the, the way I see it, I just think that uh, he's probably taking him as far as he can. I and think I, so. I think yeah, at that right. point it kind of, you know, what it reminds me of. It reminds me of uh, Pochettino at Tottenham, mm -hmm. where he mm -hmm. took him all the way to a Champions League final, and then it just fell apart after that. And I feel like, comparison. I feel like that's what this kind of is. I mean, they could still rebound. Like I said, they're only three points off fifth and they could still put together a really respectable finish. But I think maybe at the end of this season, if they're not going to like infuse the squad even more, I think mm -hmm. it might make sense for him to go. Um, Especially with all these big, you know, these high profile jobs. opening gosh, up. I mean, if I'm Newcastle, I'd look at them. But yeah, too. the thing is, Newcastle has to stay up if they want him, right? Like you're like otherwise they're gonna have to wait until like another year or two. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that, that I think that's a huge thing. I think Newcastle impending is just 
I mean, that's a lot of, I mean, if you look at the managers around, they're going to be jockeying for position in that team. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that'd be interested in that job. Steve Bruce might be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just don't, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of changes I feel coming as far as managers are concerned. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then we also had a uh, Burnley victory over Brentford for one of Brentford's, like, I don't know, first missteps of the season, really, um, to yeah. lose to Burnley 3-0. And actually, it could have been 4-0. There was a goal in the 15th minute that was ruled offside. But you had Chris Wood score, ruled out a VAR goal from Maxwell Cornet, and then a Matthew Lowton goal in the 32nd minute. And then in the 36th minute, Maxwell Cornet actually gets on the board that time. And then uh, Saman Gatos scores for Brentford in the 79th minute, and that's where it finished. But, you know, I, I don't know if there's too much to say about this one. The way I look at it is Brentford was flying so high, it was, you know, it was going to hit a rough patch, and that rough patch is now three straight games. But they had Chelsea, Leicester mm-hmm. in a row, and then Burnley. And Burnley really is the one that they probably should have got at least a point from. But they're at 12 points. They're five points clear of relegation, and that's what they're going to have to continue to, you know, they, they have to get back on track now, right? They can't have like a fourth straight loss, I feel like, um, or else it be starts becoming like a pattern. They got yeah. Norwich next, so they should be good, yeah. in all honestly. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you take on Brentford? Is it just like the rough spot that they're hitting now? I mean, they did face two really good teams. Well, we just talked about Leicester hasn't been good, but I still think Leicester has better quality than, than Brentford overall. And then you have, you know, they face Chelsea and then they also face Burnley. Burnley, I feel like is the, the shock one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was the one to kind of easily get trapped by, um, especially with Norwich coming up next. Um, Matt and I talked on the last week's episode um, in the fact that they've got Newcastle and then Everton, Tottenham, Leeds, Watford, Man United, and and Southampton. So before Christmas, I mean, they've really got a stretch of games where Matt and I thought that coming out of like Boxing Day, I think you'll understand better as to what Brentford really needs to stay up in promotion and or not promotion, stay up in the league and not get relegated. Matt was saying he thought that around 35 points was roughly where they need to be. Um, I think where he said that that was a really good safe spot to be um, as far as relegations considered. And, you know, I, I think, or no, maybe he said 25. I think he said, does that make sense? I'm trying to think of, I'm looking back at past seasons to kind of see what, yeah, no, he said 25, sorry. Um, really? Was, so, so yeah. just for like, before you continue your thought there, I, I do just want to say to, to to stay up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. The typical goal is 40, okay, and if you 40. look at last year, Burnley had 39 points and stayed mm-hmm. up in 17th place, and then Brighton and Southampton were in 16th and 15 with 41 and 43 points. So, and then Fulham was 28 points and relegated in 18th place. So, I yeah. do feel like you the goal should probably be 40. Mm-hmm. But last year, 29 saves you. But I, I do think they need more than 25. Yeah, I think he, you know, I, I think he said they were about halfway there. So I'm, I'm going to guess he was talking about 35. Uh, and I think that if you if you look at the last couple of years, I think 35 puts you right at the bottom, um, close to that relegation zone. So I think that that, like you said, it, it, it 
it really is dependent upon what they do in these next couple of games. I think that with the handful of games they have, they need to pick up points. And this was not a good start to the stretch of games that we were talking about. Um, to lose to Burnley is, is not not good. They've only had one win on the season. So it's a pretty brutal, it's a brutal loss for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you want to get to 40 points, let's let's extrapolate that with Brentford. They're at 12 mm-hmm. points. They would put them at what, needing another uh, 28? Yeah. Which they can do. Yeah, nine um, wins or collective. So. If we're going off of last year and they need 29, then they only need another 17, and that is for sure feasible. And with the way that you're seeing Burnley, Newcastle, and Norwich play, like even let's rule out Burnley right now. Mm-hmm. Nor- Newcastle and Norwich with two points for Norwich and four points for Newcastle. I feel like you're safe from them at this rate, right? Yeah. Like the only one I would worry about is slipping into that Burnley spot. Like mm-hmm. didn't that kind of happen last year? Wasn't Burnley down there and then slipped out of there? I mean, it was like, yeah. cause they finished, you know, like 11 points clear, but I, I think I remember them at some points like hanging around there and then, you know, getting out of there. Yeah, I think they hovered until about January or February. And then they were like, okay, we can break free of this group. Because it was, it was West Brom and um and Sheffield that really just hogged the nineteen and twenty. So it was really just a fight for the eighteen spot, which I think, you know, as we get later into these some of these games, um, because I'll I'll ask you about maybe another team that you kind of hit on, but I guess we can save that for when we get there to their match. Okay. Let's get to another match then. So we had Liverpool uh, two, Brighton two, Brighton continuing their good start to the season, withdrawing Liverpool. Jordan Henderson scored four minutes in, and I'm like, oh, here we go, right? <laughs> Sadio Mane, 24 minutes in. It's like, oh, all right, here we go. 33rd minute, a goal ruled out for a foul for Sadio Mane, or hmm. else this is 3 nothing at 33rd minute. 41st minute, Enoch, uh, uh, how do you say it? Mupu, right? Yeah. Mwepu, uh scoring to make it 2-1 right before halftime. And then Troussard scoring in the 65th to make it 2-2. And that was it. Uh, when we look at stats, um, total shots to Liverpool, 14-9. to um, Expected goals actually favored Brighton, 1.28 to 1.17. Uh, possession uh, went towards Liverpool, 58-42. to my dog's barking. Um, but, uh, yeah, so what are your thoughts on uh, Liverpool here? Because Matt sent us a text saying, what th- What was the stat about um, draws? Um, I have no idea what his stat was about draws. Um, I can't remember. Was it, it wasn't Liverpool's stat, was it? Wait, yes, there I'm it is. Liverpool drawing four matches already puts them in a situation where one only one team in the last five years drew four games or more to actually win the title. And that's when he said that they're, you know, it's pretty much at a loss right now. Um, like, I'm looking at the table, and, like, I get it. Like, you know, it's only four points, and they've only got six wins. But, I mean, City's got six wins, too. So, if, if you're really talking about wins and draws, I think <laughs> – what he's basically saying is he's given Chelsea the Premier League title already, and we're only ten matches in, and it's only three <laughs> points uh, different. I mean, yeah. and here's and they're going to have to face each other again, so you it's can't true. write it off, right? And you have Liverpool still undefeated, um, 
Chelsea has a draw, only one draw, one loss, mm-hmm. eight wins. But Liverpool has the six wins, the four draws, no losses. Um, if they can, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that it's ruled out for Liverpool. Yeah, it's three points different. I think where we're going to be coming up here in the next game we're going to talk about, it's, it's going to be a little tougher for City. Uh, now, they're only five points back still at that point. But, I mean, really to be even on points with West Ham right now mm-hmm. through the 10 games, is a, what do you make of that as a City fan before we really, I guess, get really in the weeds with, with the Crystal Palace game? I mean, yeah, I think that five points is a lot different than having lost uh, two games um, in, in a game, especially the Crystal Palace game. And we'll get into that. It was just not a good loss at all. Um, I think that, I mean, looking at Liverpool, looking at City, I feel like they're in the kind of same position. I'd actually feel worse about City uh, just because I think Liverpool, you know, at least they've gotten points. Uh, City's dropped six. Uh, Liverpool's only dropped, what would that be total? I mean, it would be... Well, I mean, six out of the losses City's dropped. I'm not going to math four, six, ten, um, and then they've, you know, the Liverpool's dropped eight. So I, I don't know. It's just not. I don't think it's panic time for Liverpool. I think Liverpool's got a better chance. And plus, I'm, I'm not. I'm not fully convinced that City or that Chelsea can stay healthy for the rest of the year. I mean, it, they've had issues with health and had a lot of injuries lately. Yeah. So I think that you know, Mount's out now, sick and and not with COVID, but he's been had issues staying on the pitch. And I know Kai Havertz has had issues at times. I know that um, Pulisic, he can't stay healthy. So it, it it becomes like who can stay healthy the longest. And I think that in their run of games, I think Liverpool, you know, as they get healthier, uh, I wouldn't be so concerned about them. City, who knows with them. I mean, it, it really comes down to, I think, if they can score goals at times. But uh, I think the biggest testament to Chelsea, right, is the fact that they have had all these injuries. They've had their strikers 19. not scoring, and they're they've been so good. But mm-hmm. um, at sometimes you feel like that run's going to end at, at a certain point, you know. So yeah, uh, you know it it kind of is what it is there. I guess we'll see how it goes. But it's been a good title race so far when you have the top four within five points of each other, mm-hmm. and I think. You know, having West Ham up there is, is definitely good after kind of they had like a slower start to the season, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're they're up there with City. Um, they've scored the same amount of goals as City, which is actually mind blowing. Um, Twenty is that number, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they you know, but they have less goal differential because they've they've given up more. But Chelsea's only given up three goals this whole season. What? That is insane. Like, I, like you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, <laughs> it's just like, something that, like, I don't even easy. notice. Like, yeah. when you're, like, you're like, wait a minute. they only given up three goals. You have to, like, add up stuff. Okay, they lost to Man City 1-0, right? And then they drew with Liverpool, what, 1-1 mm-hmm. or something. And then, yeah, they had to make another 1-1 draw. Oh, no, they've only had the one draw, right? I don't know then. Or they must have won a game like two one or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all the scores off the top of my head, but I guess I can look. It's you know, that's better podcasting, isn't it? Looking than just like, guessing. <laughs> right. here. Um, <laughs> one goal to Southampton when they beat them three one. Yes, yep. That's there it is. There it is. Yep. And it helps too that they scored seven against Norwich. Was yeah, you know, which I wasn't <laughs> yeah. on for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were like, what did Jordan think about? I was like, there's not really much to think about when it's Norwich. If it had been like Man United. You look at it, different. you say, that's yeah, about right. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess by Matt's math, um, then I would also like to tell all Brighton Hove Albion fans that you have now drawn four. You are now a You are officially from... out 
of the, the title, title race. race. <laughs> um, you know, I think Brighton probably already knows that, to be honest. Right? They're hey. in eighth place. They're nine points back. I don't think they're yeah. – I don't think they're doing it. Um, Matt and I talked about them, though. Like, we were talking about them being um, a team. Like, yes, they're outclassed, but I think that they've been really solid. I mean, they played City pretty well. They, they dominated the second half against City. Um, and now they played Liverpool pretty well at Anfield. So I think they, they're formidable now. I mean, it, it's been kind of fun to watch. If they ever got an attack, they'd be really dangerous. Um, but that's been kind of their issues trying to get goals. So they could defend with about any of them. So. Yeah, I mean, they've had a really good start to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it is amazing that we say that, though, because they have fallen down a bit and they're in, you know, they're in eighth place. Um, after a string of draws mm-hmm. um, and a loss, uh, while Tottenham fired their manager in ninth, and we're like, "That's <laughs> awful, man." Uh, you know, but like for Brighton, it's it's all relative, right? It's yeah, like, it is. It's all relative to like what type of club they are, and you know, the money that Tottenham should bring in the stars they have, they mm-hmm. should be higher than that. Um, but okay, so let's talk about it a bit. Man City zero, Crystal Palace two, Wilfred Zaha in the sixth minute, um, Connor Gallagher in the eighty eighth minute. Now. Um, what did you what did you think about the actual result? Because this is something that like I came out of the movie theater and I checked the score, or on one of my bathroom trips in the movie theater, and I see you say City suck, and I'm like, oh, like let me look it up, and I forgot yeah. they were playing Palace, and I'm like, they're losing to Palace, or they mm-hmm. lost to it by that time, but like, what was the like, you know, did, were they were they just not like when I look at the stats here, right, they had 68% of the possession. They had only a 0.68 XG to Palace's 0.69, but they -hmm. had 14 shots to eight. Like, what was their issue? Were they just not getting good chances created or what? Because they were home, right? Yeah, they were. were, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) which made it even worse. Yeah, it does make (laughs) it worse. (laughs) It was really bad. Uh, I think you, you, if you look at the stats, you would be like, okay, kind of, you kind of drew even with them, but why did you lose? Um, they, they just, Zaha scored six minutes in, and ever, and then after that, it felt like City was just not able to create anything. I mean, you had guys that just couldn't get passes through. I think that Foden really struggled some um, in this match, which he hadn't really done lately, uh, which was kind of, you know, shocking. I, I thought that you know, out of any of them to create, it would have been Foden, but I thought he played probably one of his worst games that he's played with City. Just It, it became that situation where they really, really need a striker, and they really, really didn't have one. <laughs> um, I think Grealish played one of his best games, but he was just all alone on an island, and he, you know, he's learning Pep's system, and the wingers have never really played well underneath Pep in their first season. If you look at Mars, if you look at um, Leroy Sané, if you look at uh, a couple of the names like that, I, I think that they really struggle with Pep because they don't understand, you know, it's a, it's much more of a possession passing game than it is uh, an individual performance and breaking down the defense um, with the ball at your feet. And I think that, that that's hard for them to understand. Um, and then all hell broke loose when Laporte got the red card. He, he, he clearly um, prohibits uh, whoever, I think it was Zaha that tried to get away from him. Um, or IU, and he just completely just like flattens him, and, and he, there was no choice but a red card. But then the whole issue was when they got into it. I guess at the halftime, Zaha went up, and um, Ederson got into it, and then Ederson drew yellow because they were fighting each other, and it was interesting. It was very chippy. Um, I think Palace, when you play chippy with City, it actually tends to work better because they kind of throws them off and they can't create as much. 
But no, nothing where Kevin De Bruyne probably played one of his worst games that I've seen him play in a long time too. Um, and then when that happens, you really have nobody creating because he's just not doing anything. So yeah, so you had the red card to Laporte in the 45th mm-hmm. minute, and then you have the goal ruled offside. Yeah. Um, Jesus in the 60th minute or else, you know, it's all even then. And then, you know, mm-hmm. who knows what happens. Um, they just so, yeah. didn't feel like they had any kind of momentum. There was like, and, and they have United next. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about that? Because uh, we'll, we'll talk about United a bit, but they beat what Spurs three nil mm-hmm. after kind of the whirlwind of a <laughs> like whirlwind of a season mm-hmm. that United's going through right now. And um I read somebody put it this way for United that Ole beat Spurs 3-0, which ended up sacking Nuno, which is then, as it seems like, is going to hire the person they had lined up to replace Ole. So he saved his job <laughs> and and you know is instead handing his replacement the job at Spurs instead by beating them 3-0. Like, you know, so like 3D chess here. But you have, uh, you know, United, who's been hot and cold this season. You, you think City just get right back on track here, or is it something to worry about? Because this, where, where is it at, too? Where is this game? It's at? Old Trafford. Okay. Um, yeah. Which City tends to, you know, there, there's times where they don't really play very well at Trafford. Um, but that being said, I feel like this United is just, like, prone to lose at home. <laughs> I feel like... Um, with the struggles with the manager, with the struggles. I, I know Bruno hasn't been playing fully fit, um, so there's been issues with that. Ronaldo's look kind of limpy, um, and I think that City, I, I feel like this is like a perfect storm for City, and then United, it's like, uh, you know, coming in and hoping that it doesn't storm too hard. Um, I, I think that United, if I'm looking at it from perspective, I, I feel like United just don't have the midfield to deal with City's midfield. Uh, so I think that if you really, if you play Fred McTominay, which seems to be what he won't get off of, and that's why United fans are mad, I feel like City, with a healthy De Bruyne, with a a good Foden, they would just run them flat. And I think, you know, going into this game, I feel really comfortable just because I think the United train is is looking for a new conductor, and I don't think they're going to get one until something bad like this happens. And I think maybe a City smashing them in could possibly spell the end for Oligar. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. They're both really not playing well. You know, we, for this game, they were talking like United's actually now maybe looking at Conte, right? Yeah. yeah. But then this three nil happens and now Nuno gets uh, fired and Fabrizio uh, is now quote is now five minutes ago is saying Conte to Tottenham's confirmed. Yeah. The contract will be until June 2023. It'll be signed on Tuesday. Um, and that uh, I guess Tottenham has wanted him since June and has changed Conte's mind, who, who didn't want to go there at first. So, you know, when we talk about how we felt like Nuno was kind of like a, a, uh, not the right hire. It, mm-hmm. it seemed like it's because that's not even who their first choice was, right? And then you get. I feel like. I don't know. I, what do you think that they just used this three nil loss to 
get them out because they knew Conte was close to United and they're like, well, now let's, <laughs> you know, let's go get them before they get them type of thing. Like, I, I, I think if I'm a United fan, I'm pissed, right? Because yeah. I think Conte, you know, people give him some sort of rap as a, as a defensive coach when he's not. It's like something that just follows every Chelsea manager for whatever reason. But um, he, you know, he um, took over for Chelsea when he did, and mm-hmm. immediately they were title winners. And he just kind of took a squad that was there and, and molded them together. And that's exactly what United needs. And they have, you know, if he's there two years – Big deal. It's now in a more, this is what I read people saying too, it'd be a more attractive job if Conte goes there, succeeds for two years, and then somebody else comes in and says, okay, like, you know, like the pressure is almost off a bit more, right? Because the pressure is on all of these United managers because none of them have been Fergie and none of them have really won a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there hasn't been that many wins lately you know, there's been no title win. And you got to think that, you know, if Conte went there and like won the title next year, the next person that comes in is like, you know, they might still think, you know, because of Manchester United, it's almost like the Yankees, right? Like, yeah. okay, you, you're still expected to win the title then. But at least then they have that title win and maybe that gives the other person more time, but they're just getting impatient. Mm-hmm. Ole Gunnar Skullscar is not the, is not the next Fergie. Right. I, I right. think we can almost all agree on that at this point. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, if you had a title winning manager like Conte, he also just went to what? Um, <clears throat> Inner. And before, you know, he just left there. But in two years, he got to like a, you know, European um, final. He, he won Syria. I mean, like it, he just instantly goes places and wins. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know if he'll be able to do that with Spurs, of course, but they're now like, how many points are they behind? They're five points behind fourth place. They can, if he goes in there and shores up, you know, their defense and plays beautiful football, like he can, they could be fourth place in just a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then you're like, man, what a great hire. And we'll see. And I want to pose this to you. Do Tottenham now finish higher than Manchester United? with this hire no i just think tottenham's just aren't aren't very good i think they've got a lot of holes that they need to fix whereas united's got holes but not as gaping as some of the tottenham uh midfield and i mean really it's a it's a cane and son kind of thing where if neither one of them are playing well then it's not going well and neither of them are really playing that well so it's been a disaster Um, i actually think they're in danger of possibly being in the bottom of the half of the table if they're not careful, just because I think you're going to get to a point, I think, where Kane is going to get disinterested just because he's not happy with ownership and the fact that he wasn't allowed to leave in the summer. You know, I think you've got a reliance on Sun to do as much as he can to try to pick up the slack that Kane is is missing. And I really do. I think that this has like been a, a really bad situation for Spurs, I think. But I, I also think that United – you know, while they do struggle, I, I think that they've got some things where they can correct it and beat some of these weaker teams. I'm not sure Tottenham can. Like, I don't know if Kane doesn't strike well, then it, it, it's a team that can't really beat some of these teams like a West Ham or Leicester. You know, I think that United, at least when they, you know, as much as we like to pound on the, the drum where we say, 
you know, it's either Bruno or Ronaldo or bust, then, you know, I think that there's an issue with the fact that, you know, they can also score with Rashford. Martial's, you know, not been existent, but he can exist at some time. Um, and they've got guys that can score. I mean, Maguire will score every once in a while. Um, Fred will score. Pogba will play well every once in a while. So I think they've got guys that just – Tottenham just doesn't have the luxury to be off with their star players because then it looks really bad because um, I'm not sure what they can do because their defense is not going to stop anything. So, no, I don't think – I, I won't go as far to say that they'll finish higher than United, but yeah. what, what I will say is that I do think you'll have them playing better, and I do. Think I do too. You, yeah. I do. I do think Kane and Son will start scoring more again. Yeah. I just don't think Nuno was a fit for the team at all, and I, I do think that this will be a better fit for Conte. Um, I do think ultimately United was probably the best fit for him, but. They want to keep hanging on to Ole for whatever about, reason. I don't about know. This article, it's damning too. It's from the Manchester Evening News, and it, you know it's the big one in Manchester that I, I read and a lot of people read. Um, it talked about, you know, it was four days ago, and they were talking about um, not only did they miss out on Conte, which they didn't know this at the time because this was today, but it says not only is it looking like they're going to miss out on Conte. They're also going to be uh, risk because they didn't go out and pick up Pochettino when he was on his 13 month sabbatical while he was, you know, chasing ponies or whatever he was doing. Um, which is really, I mean, honestly, like it, you missed two really good managers. And at this point, Jordan, like Matt and I were running down lists, um, besides Zinedine Zidane, like in who and he, he won't go there, right? Right, he, said he doesn't claims speak he doesn't English. speak English, right? Uh, he speaks some Spanish, not and he well speaks enough, mostly yeah. French, but not well enough in English to really fit in and, and I think gel with the club. Um, but also, he's got issues with you know what, what they've got issues like who, who is out there, like who's next. I don't, I don't see anybody's name thrown out there that I'm like, oh wow, this could be next. I, I just don't see it unless they just like I could totally go see them going for you know. Matt made a good point. He said, like, a last resort or a young pickup or a gutsy pick. And Matt even said something along the lines of, like, some of these some of these teams might even be looking at Frank Lampard going, oh, crap. <laughs> like, this no is way. what we have. No way. I don't think so. <laughs> so, he, I don't know where they go, though. earn it again in the, in the championship, I think. But I guess. Wayne Rooney? Like, where do you go? No, he, he hasn't done anything with Darby. I, I mean, I, it's it really is rough. I think... They go nowhere right now. I think they have to go with Ole until they can get mm. like a Brendan Rodgers. But will they just let him sit there and not go after? You know, like yeah. the, the way that they're rolling right now, it's like they think they have the next Fergie because Fergie took, you know, kind of like four years to really settle in. But back yeah. then they had a lot more time. And now with like the media demands and, you know, the just more eyes on it, you just don't have that type, more money. There just isn't that much time. And, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Jim Curtin. That, that's kind of what. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I wanted to. Um, what kind of what I wanted to get at, I guess, is you know when we look at um, when we look at it, 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 it like Lampard when he left, right? Like the first thought on everybody's mind was, okay, Tuchel is out there, you know. And, but what was I saying all the way up before Tuchel was fired, right, was yeah. we have to get, like, Pochettino because he's available. Like, go get him. 
But then, you know, Tuchel gets fired, Pochettino goes to PSG, and then now Tuchel's free, and you're like, okay, that's an even better fit. Get him in here. And uh, with United, I don't know what game they're playing right now because they, they just lost Conte. I mean, again, this is, as we're recording, Fabrizio Romano saying that this is done deal Conte to Juve with it being signed on Tuesday. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think we have an answer on where they go now. I think that means they have to stick with Ole until they until can get Brendan like a, can get Brendan Rodgers or Graham Potter. There was another name that was thrown out too. Or you know, uh, I don't. I don't even know who else you would who else you would want other than that. Um, right? I mean, Zinedine would be ideal, but I mean, I, again, I don't know if that's. I, true I don't even think English. he's that good. No. I don't even think he's that good. Yeah, but I think it's. But it's it's at least something shining for the next two or three years. <laughs> it's like we'll find somebody, Jesse Marsh, but like we'll we'll find somebody to take this from us because it's getting ugly. Like I don't know, like you said, George, I mean Sam Allardyce. Like, do you sign up Big Sam and go? Well, here we go. Is Roy Hodgson? Could would he? You know, be interested in? You know, he's eighty-seven or something. They like wouldn't that. be interested. <laughs> I mean, like the managers would, but I don't yeah. think United would because no. you you sign that when you're in like you sign that in Newcastle mode right now. <laughs> you're like, oh, we're we're going down. We got to sign it. You know, yeah. sign somebody. Um, but let's talk about it real quick. We had Chelsea beat Newcastle, the new you know like richest club in England. Mm. Um, Reese James scoring twice and Giorgino getting a penalty, three nil. Um, that was at St. James Park. Newcastle just can't get anything going. Chelsea, you know, strikers still can't get anything going, but who needs them? Yeah, right. Yeah, who needs them? You know, them? Lukaku started off well, but I think he's been a little banged up. And, you yeah. know, uh, you've had the whole Chelsea. Games. Yeah, the whole Chelsea team's really been banged up lately, but they're they're trucking along. And I think that makes a lot of people think they're favorites. I would say probably they are favorites technically, I guess, but. You know, it's it, it like we said before earlier when we talked Liverpool. Liverpool have no losses. Chelsea have a loss. Liverpool have more draws, so they're getting more. Uh, you know, they'll they'll be maybe getting more points if that trend continues. But Chelsea have been just getting wins, and that is something that helps them. Um, but I think it's still too early. It's only three points. They have to play each other again. If it stays this close, and then they have to play each other again, that could be a really good matchup. Mm-hmm. I did want to ask you because I asked Matt this question. Um, do you think Newcastle will be a, a summer two or you know two hundred million dollar spending club in the championship next year? Absolutely. I think what they'll need to do uh, <laughs> if, if they go if they go in the championship, they'll have to do that. Yeah, uh, January they could start signing people. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt asked this. Too, I don't like, know Matt who goes, they would go get, but well, that's what he said. He was like, uh, you know, they they throw names out like. Tarkowski, but I'm like, he's in Premier League. He would have no interest in going to, I mean, I don't think to a Newcastle. So Matt and I were running through options, and I think we decided on it would have to be veteran players that don't play anymore. Like, Harry Kane. You know, like, yeah, like a. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Could you imagine if they score. get Harry Kane, though? <laughs> he wanted to go somewhere else, but now, like, he's like, City is really rich. And then, like, Newcastle gets bought. He's like, okay, well, now Newcastle is really rich. Like, that would be nice. I want to be able to score again. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm Harry, and I want to go score again. Um, Jay Adams scored for Southampton, one uh, 0 over Watford at Vicarage Road. Uh, we had we already talked to kind of United Tottenham, but that was Ronaldo in the 39th minute, Cavani in the 64th, Marcus Rashford in the 86th, and Ronaldo had an assist too. Um, Norwich lose two one to Leeds. 
Rafina scoring in the 56th, Rodrigo in the 60th. And uh, that, those are Leeds goals. Norwich did get a goal from uh, Abomadele in the 58th minute. Sergeant, what was the stat? Seven shots in his season so far? Yeah. No goals. Yeah. So we'll, we'll probably talk about that in the uh, <laughs> in uh, stateside because we're going to have to talk about the World Cup qualifiers coming up here. West Ham trounced Aston Villa 4-1. Ben Johnson makes it one nothing. Ollie Watkins makes it 1-1 in the 34th minute. And I was like, okay, this is a game. Then Declan Rice in the 38th minute, you're like, okay, 2-1, halftime. Then it's a red card on Consa changed by, by VAR to red in the 50th minute. Um, and then it you know stays 2-1 for a while. Then 80th minute, Pablo Fernals makes it 3-1. Gerard, uh, Gerard uh, Bowen makes it 4-1 in the 84th minute. Villa struggling as well as they sit in 15th place with 10 points. They're only three points clear of safety. Uh, I mean, really, when you're looking at relegation, I think you have to be worried from like Southampton down, right? 14th place. They're at 11, Aston Villa at 10, Watford with 10, Leeds with 10, and then you have the relegation teams, Burnley with seven, Newcastle with four, Norwich with two. And I think mainly you're looking at that 18 spot like anybody can take that. Mm-hmm. Scary. Um, and then we had Wolverhampton beat Everton 2-1. As Everton just been kind of all on and off, right? Uh, we had a 15-minute goal ruled offside by Hee-Chan Huang. Then Max Kilman in the 28th makes it 1-0. And then Raul Jimenez makes it 2-0 in the 32nd minute. Alex Awobi pulls one back in the 66th. That leaves Everton in 10th place with 14 pulls. And that puts um, Wolves in 7th. So they've improved without Nuno. <laughs> That's never good. Maybe uh, Nuno so, goes back and it helps. <laughs> it yeah, I don't volunteer. think they want it. They'll be like, never mind. <laughs> so where that leaves us here. That puts us at uh, Friday having a game um, this Friday, Southampton versus Aston Villa. Then we have on Saturday morning, United versus uh, City, Manchester Derby there. You have Brentford Norwich, Chelsea Burnley, Palace Wolves, Brighton Newcastle, Arsenal Watford on Sunday, Everton Spurs, Leeds, Leicester, West Ham, Liverpool. And then we have international break again. Woohoo. Um, so man, Chelsea Burnley, like Chelsea should win that, right? Yeah. Brentford yeah. Norwich, like <laughs> Brentford has to win that, or else they're really gonna have some trouble. Palace Wolves are pretty good with how those teams have played. The West Ham games intriguing, I mean intriguing to me. Um, both of those teams. Yeah, West Ham, Liverpool. Yeah, and it's at London Stadium, so the bubbles will be flying. Everton Spurs is really interesting because Mm -hmm. we'll we'll probably have Conte in charge for that. Yeah. Um, Everton, you know, with um, Rafa, with Rafa, kind of like middling this year. You know, they're actually below Tottenham in the in the league table by a point 
So They're a real it has some fire. stakes. Yeah. It has some stakes here, but we'll see. So if we look at the table, Chelsea in first with 25 points, Liverpool in second with 22, Man City in third with 20, West Ham in fourth with 20, United in fifth with 17, Arsenal in sixth with 17, Wolves in seventh with 16, Brighton in eighth with 16, Tottenham in ninth with 15, Everton in 10th with 14, Leicester in 11th with 14, Brentford in 12th with 12, Palace in 13th with 12, um, Southampton in 14th with 11, uh, Aston Villa in 15th with 10, Watford in 16th with 10, Leeds in 17th with 10, Burnley in 18th with 7, Newcastle in 19th with 4, and Norwich in 20th with 2 points. We do have some Champions League coming up, so let's take a quick look at the matches that are coming up this week. We have uh, Chelsea Malmo on Tuesday, and Pulisic is in the squad. Coming back from his injury from the September uh, qualifiers. Wolfsburg, Salzburg. Oh, the two Bergs. Uh, Atalanta versus United. Bayern versus Benfica. Dinamo Kiev versus Barcelona, which, you know, Barcelona could probably lose. Uh, who knows how they've they've been playing uh juve versus zenit st petersburg sevilla versus Lille, villarreal versus young boys then on wednesday milan versus porto madrid versus shakhtar borussia dortmund versus ajax fc sheriff versus inner liverpool versus madrid atletico um oh matt will love that city versus club <laughs> bruges leipzig versus psg and sporting cp versus besiktas So what match week is this? Should be, this four. be four. Yeah. Yeah. We're going Almost back done. to the rotation. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say they these are all the teams they just played. Mm -hmm. They they do it weird, you know, where then they yeah, play it's them really strange. They just like turn around like the road I forget how you say it. It's not rotisserie, is it? Rosatier? Rotisserie chicken? Yeah. It's the rotisserie. You just uh, let's look, let's look at the championship. Bournemouth in first with 37 points. Fulham in second that with 32. West Brom in third with 28. Coventry in fourth with 27. Huddersfield in fifth with 24. Blackpool in sixth with 24. Um, in the relegation zone, you have Darby with five points. Barnsley with eight. And Hull with nine. Looking at League One, Plymouth is in first with 33 points. Wigan in second with 31. Wickham in third with 31. Rotherham in fourth with 30. Sunderland in fifth with 28. And Oxford in sixth with 27. So Sunderland's fallen down a bit. They've had two straight losses, mm. uh, which has hurt them because they were in like third, I think, originally when we looked at this. In the relegation zone, you have Crew in with eight points. That's Crew Alexander, uh, Alexandra. Um, Doncaster Rovers in 23rd place with 11 Fleetwood in 22nd with 14 and Shrewsbury in 21 with 15 points in league two. I hate to say it. Harrogate kind of fallen on hard times here. Yeah. Forest green in first with 31 points. Port Val in second with 28 Northampton in third with 27 Exeter in fourth with 26 Swindon, 26 Leighton Orient in six with 23 and Harrogate in seventh with 23. They've had a draw and two straight losses. Um, 
they're actually just like uh, two points away, uh, three points away from mid table. Like that's how jumbled up <laughs> League Two is. All right. Anything else before we head out here? This is a kind of a short episode, huh? I feel like we talked a lot though. Yeah, no. I'm I'm looking forward to a lot of them, a lot of the games, a lot of Champions League table stuff. Um, yeah, we, we are really, still working from home. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really go through the Champions League table. If you want to do that, no, nah, we, we did that the last time. Like nothing's we, changed. No, nah, that's true. It would not have changed. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited. I'm excited for the international window, like you said. So we'll talk more about that on stateside because that's what we do. But um, I'm looking forward to the U.S. men's national team. So go over to stateside to listen to that. Yeah, for the wrap-up of the MLS season, which is coming up here yeah. in just a little bit. So Sunday, right? Yep. Decision day. Yep, Decision Day. We might be going live for that. So if you're mm-hmm. interested in that kind of thing, follow us on Stateside Show for more information on that. Uh, if you want to follow us for more Stoppage Time Soccer Show, you can follow us on Twitter at Stoppage Show. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Email us Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com or Instagram us Stoppage Time Soccer Show on Instagram. And thank you for listening. And once again, that's to Matt. Take it easy we'll see you when you get back and uh yeah have a great rest of your week Kane has stolen it at the death that's what he's there for thank you for listening to stoppage time soccer show we hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the english premier league from our perspective, we'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.